Hello and welcome to the Whispers in the Dark podcast. I'm your host CJ, and today I am joined by Leon S. Kennedy, <laughs> um, Claire, uh, oh Redfield. Oh boy, I'm looking what? for my brother. Have you seen him? Well, this is Chris Redfield. Leon, why don't you like my sister? She's right here. There's no, yeah, there's no ring on her like finger. <laughs> why do you like me? Why do you like Ada? She lies to you all the time. Because Leon has another chosen love. It is Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really appreciates how much she loves his fiery smell. <laughs> We're going way back. Oh yeah. So manly, the musk of cinder and just burnt fabric. She can't handle it. It's just too much. It's too mm-hmm. much for her senses. And his bangs are just fucking oh, yeah. fabulous. You know? yeah, he got one haircut in 1998 and stuck with it. That's commitment, hey, man. If it, if it ain't broke, you don't need to fix it. Yeah. Uh, if it ain't broke. But yeah, hi everyone. We're going to be talking about Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah, that thing you've been asking us years about every time we had a questions post. Hey, what do you think Resident Evil 2 Remake's going to be about? How's it going to be? Uh, well... We've all played it because it released, and we live in a timeline where everything else is fucking god awful. But the video games <laughs> and the movies, woo, yeah, have hit a home run. Except Silent Hill. Yeah, well, that that was the trade off. We it's, Silent Hill had to be sacrificed. Um, yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil had to bathe in the blood of Silent Hill. It's so funny, like, the Silent Hill Reddit, they keep posting that Spongebob picture of, of Squidward looking <laughs> yeah, out. looking out the window. <laughs> Silent Hill fans. RE2 fans. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is sucky, and, you know... It's interesting, actually, to not to go on a tangent, but even, like, Never Be Game Over is just, like, very quiet. <laughs> like, even, even the last holdouts are just kind of giving up. Yeah, that subreddit is hilarious. Um, I do. I do. It's uh, never be game over. Is a um, a Hideo Kojima conspiracy subreddit um, for both. It's for both Metal Gear and Silent Hills, and it's this whole thing that all of this, going all the way back to like 2013, has all been this huge elaborate marketing stunt for a Metal Gear Silent Hill collaboration game or something. Um, And it's all. It's all like taking like teeny tiny things and blowing them up out of out of context and perspective it's 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 depressing but kind of fascinating in a way because you can some of the things you can kind of understand how somebody could convince themselves it was going on without the context that konami has completely ruined their reputation and guillermo del toro has become an oscar wow. director i didn't realize it was like it went that deep i just oh, thought yeah. you know it was just the son hill forum and we like little thing, Kojima secretly oh, no, telling like, us he's working on Tom Hills. Oh, every time, every time Kojima says anything on Twitter, it's seriously, it's like a joke. They're, they're, they talk about like Kojima said the word coffee. There's coffee in Metal Gear Solid Four, and Kaz likes to make burgers. That burgers are a thing that's typically served with coffee, but no, it isn't. It is in Japan. It's like what? <laughs> we have wow. a report on we have a report on why that separate is a problem and all the bullshit from it on ReliantHorror.com check it out when we dispelled one of the rumors that were going on a while ago anyway Um, yeah Resident Evil 2 is good it's meanwhile in reality (laughs) it's beyond expectation for me Uh, same yeah same here well unless you really like the fixed camera angles and you're (laughs) out of luck I'm sorry to say 
I, I can live without them because <laughs> so much about this game is just just actually perfect. I don't. It's it's insane that this game shares the same producers and you know and, and staff members for RE6 and RE5. Like these people shut up, have, really? Yeah, I, well, yeah it's I all the same people. Um, uh, I didn't Jun, realize that. <laughs> that Jun Takeuchi has been yeah, like lead producer. producer since RE5. Yeah, and now he's he's still the producer. I think they just really took time to reflect and go, what is a good game? What is a good Resident Evil game? What are we doing wrong? And then they just really honed it in and just they know well, what the hell they're doing now. Now that they've done this, I mean, are you guys all on board then for Resident Evil 3 or do you want oh, them to go to sure. make a new game? I'm totally down for RE3. I I would love I love the idea of having just like just the complete series in a modern way. Like I mean, like I'm not I'm fine but, with but if leaving. We go, if we go that route, it's just gonna we're gonna continue going in a circle because you're gonna have to go through all the games and that's oh, further I, we go. I, on I don't think so. I think hardware. that I think that four and five and like I don't like six, but it's it's modern enough. I think just yeah. having all these games not be PlayStation One games is I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. You know, especially I like Resident Evil Three, but it was always the weakest of the original three games. I think it deserves this level of overhaul. Um, mm-hmm. Even more so than RE2. I mean, I love RE2 Remake. I like it a lot more than the original RE2. Um, okay, I was going to say, is it sacrilegious for me to say that I prefer this new version over the original? I don't think so. I mean, it's it's honestly, it's just that the original is a 21-year-old game, and it shows its age in a lot of, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Well, yeah, I, I replayed it recently. Well, I replayed Claire's, Claire A recently on my stream, and I just... <laughs> I was not impressed. I, I mean, honestly, like, wow. it's like I, I think that Resident Evil Two was a was a tremendous game for that genre and for that style. And at the time, oh my god, it was it, it was so detailed and in depth. It felt. I mean, even though now you're like, oh yeah, the characters look like Lego bricks. I remember at the time it was like I felt like I was in the world. I mean, it was everything was so detailed and and alive feeling. But when you kind of go back to it now, first of all, combat is fucking dull in those old games. I mean, it's, yeah. you, you're holding down R and pressing whatever the fire button is until the thing goes away. And it's like, I, that is kind of part of those games design. It's, it's all this, it's more about balancing things than, uh, balancing items and inventory and stuff rather than combat. But Resident Evil 2 remake has found a way to coexist with fun, interesting combat as well as the item management stuff. Because yeah. I, I think that was a concern a lot of people were having when they talked about how would this work in Over the Shoulder because, like, Resident Evil 4 and stuff is an action game. I love RE4, but it's definitely an action game. And so to make combat fun, there's just shit tons of enemies because most of them die. You know, you shoot them in the head like five times and it explodes. Um, and I think a lot of people were concerned that RE2 Remake would be that same route, that it'd just be shit tons of zombies and you'd mow them down like a super soldier. But they came up with this way that zombies, first of all, shooting them in the face barely does anything. It's like, I was going like, to like say really they're stronger. Like, it's a good right implementation of RNG with the zombie damage. Yeah, Because yeah. you don't, you, you don't but, know. There's no, there's no process of getting rid of a zombie that's a guarantee. You get a headshot, unless, unless, maybe unless it pops, maybe it doesn't. Unless you, you knock them to the ground and then take your knife to them. Yeah, the, the knife is super powerful, although it breaks. But the only problem is it degrades. Mm. It degrades. Yeah. It's really strange. Um, it, 
I don't think it should degrade, but whatever. I think that's um, the best the best strategy. But even then, like if they get up fast enough, they'll bite what, you. But I didn't. The zombies were never a big deal for me mm-hmm. when I was playing because you could always kind of just make them where they couldn't get to you really fast, and you could walk around them like shooting well, that's, them. The and legs. that's that's what I was but, going to say. Is but the liquors are another uh, story. Like if you do not take care of them, you're pretty much fucked. When some other stuff happens and you get trapped. It's oh, like, yeah. You, you have to do a lot of, like, strategizing, which is I, I really liked about this game. Yeah, that's that's what um, I was going to say is that everything uh, – and we'll talk about that when we get to the DLC. But everything about the game on disc, including 4th Survivor and Tofu Survivor, every aspect from the combat to the inventory management to the puzzles themselves, all of it feels like a puzzle. Everything you have to figure out and strategize and plan for – and a lot like the original RE2 and those kind of games, being able to plan around things like like how many frames it takes an enemy to move. Like like a zombie will lunge forward, and in his downtime, you can use that to your advantage to circle around him. That's something yeah. that's like old school RE101. And the mm-hmm. fact that that's back is crazy to me. The attention to detail is ridiculous like that thing you pointed out in one of the streams the extra l that was in like welcome yeah in the in the in their in the, the police station office yeah. when they're welcoming leon they actually recognized that the first game well the original game had an extra l and they put it on the table in this game instead which is just hilarious to me oh like, yeah there's, those there's kind of things are just so good there's so many so many things oh, in wait, the background did you see the hats the little mm-hmm. the little hats were like in the background somewhere, and I, I I just lost where they were. But in the original, you saw those two big party hats. Yes. On the desk. Yeah. They were moved somewhere else. Yeah. They were uh, still in the game. Yeah. Oh man, now I can't remember there's, where there's they so were. Many, oh. There's so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, there's so many things like small things that only. I mean, obviously, this game is designed so that new players can play and enjoy it. Um, it isn't just this long, slogging nostalgia fest, but there's so much nostalgia anyway. I mean, again, I pointed out on the stream, like, the locker that says JoJo. I mean, it's such a dumb, weird thing in the original Resident Evil 2 that, first of all, you can barely see because it's so pixelated, but it's still there. They thought to keep it, like, such a weird little thing that is so inherently part of the identity of that room. It's I don't know. There's there's so many small moments like that, and we'll talk about it when we get when we get to spoilers. But there's a thing in the labs that like I mentioned it in my review, but it's it's like the dumbest shit in the world. But it's so like in my mind, it's so deeply Resident Evil Two, and it, it I don't know it, like it felt so smart to keep it. Um, but yeah, like like you're saying, CJ, the the detail, the the and like you were saying, Whitney, the strategizing, everything about this game feels polished to a to a silver shine. What um what which uh which game did you do first, Leon or Claire? I did Leon because he saved the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> I did Claire first. Okay. Yeah, I did Leon as well. Although I regret it because I kind of like Claire's bet more because not only does she have more interesting um scenes with um, sherry and the orphanage but i like her dialogue when she's just shooting at enemies yeah. better she just she's like fuck you like, yeah <laughs> my my favorite i love i love when she went off on iron like fuck oh you. yeah oh my, my, my favorite one you don't hear it so often but it, it happens when um when you uh have to reload and 
uh, and is and the zombie gets back up while you're reloading. Oh she, yeah, she does yeah. this like what the fuck? Like like her voice cracks. <laughs> it's great. Um, but I, I do gotta say, uh, when I did play Leon's campaign, I liked Ada in this version of the game a lot more than I did in the original. Oh, I, oh yeah, that, yeah she, that's she was she she had she was more sassy, I guess, and had more personality. And I could see she was why... sassy, but not like in six, which was like, oh my god, shut up! Yeah, like, I hated her personality. But like, I, I could see why Leon would still like her, even. Mm-hmm. If yeah, the, I thought it oh, was shit, a spoiler. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about spoilers when we get there. Um, <clears throat> but in general, I thought the writing in this game did a great job of making these characters feel alive. Because in the original Resident Evil Two, there Resident Evil Two Classic has better writing than RE One Classic for sure. But the characters are still all very one note and kind of Hollywoody. Oh. Um, but like I, I love um, the way that they interact with each other. Like that, there's that scene where Leon and Claire are talking through the fence, and it's so cute mm-hmm. and charming. And it's, and it's very human. It, it yeah, it felt very human. That there, there's a moment um, where Leon asks, uh, "Did you find your brother?" And it cuts back to Claire's face. And there's this nuance where Claire isn't making eye contact with him, and she just kind of looks at the ground, and she goes, no, not yet. And, it, and there's so much frustration in the way that line is delivered and the way her face is animating. It, mm-hmm. it, like these, like this little nuance that I, I don't really feel I've seen in a game before. But the only thing I don't... I mean, there's two things I don't like about this remake, but one was I kind of missed that they don't meet up more. The two. Yeah. I agree. Like, yeah. like through the radio or whatnot. Now we just get notes, and that's yeah. That's just that seems really odd. Like you can't expect somebody f- to find your random note. Yeah. A, um, yeah. We will. I wish they talked to the radio. <clears throat> we will get to that when we get to spoilers. But I have a strong suspicion about why that is. Um, okay. Uh, I. I I do agree with that. It's weird that they don't meet more. I think it's really weird that they don't meet in the star's office. Um, Cause that was always like a, a kind of a big moment in the original game that they have that, that Leon or Claire get there first. Um, especially if Leon gets there first, he, he gives Claire the journal. He's like, I'm sorry, Chris isn't here. And it's, and there's this, I don't this kind of emptiness to the moment that's now the star's office, first of all, has no music in it at all, but I don't know, I feel like that nostalgia and sense of loss that we aren't going to get to meet up with a character from the first game, I don't really feel like it's there anymore. And that was something I really mm-hmm. liked in the original. Um, I do uh, I do like the environments in this game. Uh, I love that they made it rain. I don't oh, know, yeah. just the rain outside? Oh yeah, they were showing really off. Cool. Oh yeah. So- <laughs> So I played the game. This is the first game I've ever played from start to finish from on my computer on my on in 4K. Like I haven't played a game in 4K in its entirety because you know it's super demanding on a computer. But I, I was able to run it really well. Oh my god, this game is gorgeous with with uh, proper HDR support. Oh man, this game is stunning to look at. Oh, just yeah. visually speaking. Mm-hmm. It and is on, ridiculous. I, the thing I find impressive is that it's is it stunning and ridiculous looking, like even at like really low end kind of systems, like on console, like it's I mean it's the frame rate is kind of wonky and stuff like that, but like it still looks really good. I mean, just damn. <laughs> 
Yeah, the RE engine is just great. If anything, it makes me really excited to see what RE engine will be capable of on next gen, because I really feel mm. like it's being held back by current gen systems. Um, we'll see, I guess. So, uh, have they announced that they're going to do three, or are they no. working on eight? They, well, I, I talk about this on a post that you can really read on ReliantHorror.com. Uh, now that Resident Evil 2 Remake is out, what's next? Uh, from everything that I can tell, um, Capcom themselves have not confirmed it, but their comments all but say that they're working on it anyway. Um, when asked about it directly, they said, uh, who knows what the future may hold. And then a couple weeks ago, they uh, someone asked them again, and I think it was Jun Takeuchi said, um, if there is enough fan demand for it, then we will do it. It's mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, the fan demand's done been there. And I want to note, I want to note, they said the same exact thing, almost verbatim, in 2012 yes. for Resident Evil 2. Yep. If uh, there's enough fan demand for it, we'll do it. Boom. And got it. and in addition to that, um, there's a leaker that we've talked to before that says it's happening. So, And they've been right on, on almost everything they've ever told us. Um. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I strongly suspect that uh, that RE3 Remake might be only a year or two away. It seems like it would be... I mean, it, RE, RE3 doesn't have... I think I said RE2 before. RE3 isn't quite... A lot of people keep saying like, oh, what if it was just DLC? It's super not that. Only like 5% of the game takes place in the RPD building. Um, but enough of the assets could be recycled, and enough of the work that was put into RE2 Remake uh-huh. could be reused for an RE3 Remake. It's t- taking place at the same time. You could just reuse the same zombies. I don't think people would have a problem with that. Reuse the same inventory management, the same items and shit. I mean, RE2 Remake already recycles a huge yeah. amount of content from RE7. It has the technical foundation. Some A lot of the art assets are, can be reused. Yeah. They- Essentially, they would just you know they'd be they'd be making they'd be redoing the story, redoing the stuff associated with the story, and then the environments. And, you know they don't have to touch the the mechanics. They don't have to touch any other technical stuff. They can just build off of what they already have. Yeah. So that could be awesome if they pull that out in a year. Yeah, I I, I am hopeful. Let's say that. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, and then after that, that uh, if. I think the only thing, because I've seen a lot of people like, what do you want them to remake after 3? Uh, if they could do Code Veronica, that'd be great, because Code Veronica is a bad game. Um, yes, it is. A lot of people love Code okay. Veronica. It's a lot of people's favorites. I don't really like it. I I think it's its game design works against everything that Resident Evil kind of is. But um, its story is super fun and creepy. Uh, and its environments are great. So I think it would be both a great... Uh, choice to kind of complete like a remake trilogy as it were um, to give a game that I think needs to polish the polish uh, and it would also be great to get to see this version of Claire again before we move back to grumpy old Claire from yeah. Revelations 2 <laughs> now I oh, wanted she, oh she's grumpy in, in Revelations 2 she's like almost downright mean <laughs> Yeah, she's just. Well, it just—that's what happened to Leon. It's yeah, like, yeah. It used to be so uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, they need to do a better version of that in future games. But I did want to jump to just acknowledging, in your review, Rourke, what score did you give the game? Uh, I gave the game my second ever in the history of the site ten out of ten. 
Uh, oh. Closing was, was Resident Evil. Was Resident Evil Six your first ten out of ten? <laughs> no. Uh, Resident Evil Six. I actually got yelled at because I gave the uh, the remaster of it a four out of ten, and they were like, "But Rely on Horror gave it a nine out of ten before." It's like, oh. did you review it or was it was it was, was George? Like, was... Wait, um, he gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, not, not many of us agreed with that, but that was his review. So that was his review, um, and oh. and it stands. My he we have his review and my review. Uh, pick which one you agree with more. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but uh, no, my very first one was for Resident Evil Zero HD. Um, I just thought that was an incredible effort on their part. I mean, I, I liked RE Zero to begin with, so even if they hadn't done anything to it, I probably would have given it a seven or eight. But mm-hmm. Capcom put a colossal amount of work into bringing that game up to date to the point where it just straight up looks new. I mean, RE0 HD just looks like a new game. It doesn't look like a GameCube game that they've touched up. It looks new. I mean, like, Rebecca's character model doesn't look the same. Like, if you think, like, if you look at it and you're just like, oh yeah, no, that just touched up. If you put them side by side, they're completely different. Um, Okay. But uh, that was my first 10 out of 10, and RE2 Remake gets my second 10 out of 10, and also gets probably the highest praise I have ever given a Resident Evil game. Uh, and and I think if you if I told my if if I'd said this to myself 10 months ago, I wouldn't have believed me. Uh, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2 Remake is the best Resident Evil ever made. It's yeah, it's just damn good. It is so. It, it so. manages to do all the things that Resident Evil 4 did right perfectly. And it manages to do all the things that classic Resident Evil did right perfectly. It manages to bleed those two things together in a way that none of the other games ever have before. That's the strangest thing, though. It combines a lot of the new with the old. And functionally, it has all of the gameplay loops of the old game. It plays like an old survival horror game. And just there were points in it that I felt... Like, I really fucked up. I had a very little ammo. I had very little health. And I had to kind of struggle to get to the next part so I can start getting ammo. I haven't had that feeling for years. Maybe the closest was the first Dead Space. Well, the, the most yeah. recent was the first Dead Space. And it's just the backtracking is perfect. It feels just uh, – I feel so classic. But then it just – it doesn't suck to play because everything yeah. else is so polished and modern. It's, just, it's That's the thing. Like, you're, a, you're saying with, uh, with like – feeling that you fucked yourself over. This is the first game I've played in a long time where I felt I had to rotate saves. Where, like, yeah. you, like you save yeah, I, I on, like, too. file yeah, one, exactly. and then on file two, and then on file three. Like, I, like I felt like mm-hmm. I needed that. Yep. Uh, I did the same exact thing. And um, it, it's it's stressful in the moment, but it's like, I appreciate that it was so... It was so grueling at times. But, and, and, uh, and on top of that, one of the things that I love about how grueling it is... And this is something that's so unique to old Capcom games, like Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil 2, Dead Rising 1, um, you know, Onimusha. All, all of these games are designed to be really grueling the first time you play it. But the more you learn about it, the better you get. The more you understand the weird little mechanics that the game has. The more you understand the way enemies move, the way you move. And then eventually, I can beat Resident Evil 2 Remake in like an hour and a half now. It's like... That's one of the things I love, that the game is designed mm-hmm. around how good you are. It's not that the game is really hard, it's that at the at first, you suck. And it's not like, oh, I leveled up. You don't level up, your playing gets better. Your skill rises without an XP bar. It's just you, you're learning the game. Um, I find game like game design like that fascinating in a 
hundred times more rewarding than just playing like like Halo or something, or you're just walking in a straight line and shooting shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so hard to describe because there's so much great about it that, like I was like describing earlier when we started that this <laughs> this timeline just has so many perfect games. Spider Man is a game that you would dream about existing and Resident Evil is a game you would dream about existing and it's not just to fawn over it like fanboy it's just it's just that good in my opinion my biggest uh, complaint about it would probably be that the game doesn't do a really good job of explaining to you how Mr. X is uh, how he functions and how he's avoidable because there's no there's no stealth mechanics built in or anything like that and he can lose you based on line of sight but it's kind of just you have to figure it out in yeah. a way that I felt wasn't strong enough, but outside of that, I it's just it's a game it's a game that's very difficult to criticize. I honestly yeah. can't find much else. I, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of like just stumbled by accident figuring out, um, especially when I was doing my second game with Leon, and I'm like, oh, okay, so Mr. X is already here. All right. Well, I found out that I, I you don't you can not trigger him by just not going into the Stars hallway. Yeah, he won't pop up and annoy you. That you and can you can use the the timing of his spawns mm-hmm. against him. You like just get everything done before going and triggering him. Yep, um, that's what I did. Like like something like I've heard a lot of people talk about. And again, this is something that you have to learn, of course. So it's it's still having to like like you were saying, CJ. The game doesn't explain this to you, but like um, I've seen people say how difficult it is to move the bookshelves. Oh, um, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, just in terms of, like, because Mr. X shows up immediately because the the sound of dropping the bookshelf down, down basically causes him to spawn, like, a room away. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do is I just go and I move all the bookshelves, all the other bookshelves into as close to the position as I can get. And then when I have the, the, the lever thing, I just go over and I finish it really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, can you move, move mo- most of them at the same time? Yeah, you can move the furthest one right over one and no move. i mean like you can take one and push the other ones with it you know i've never tried that <laughs> yeah uh maybe i don't know um I, if pretty sure you can do that huh, i will i will try that um but uh yeah we we've been talking for a while so we can probably move into spoilers um so everyone listening if you've somehow not played resident evil 2 remake uh Feel free to stop stop listening here and come back when you've played it because we're going to talk spoilers for the retelling of a twenty one year old game. Um, uh, so, uh, real quick, the the thing I was talking about earlier in the labs that I thought was a dumb thing but appreciated it being remade was uh, when you get the V-Jolt shit to melt the plants. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to freeze it, and it has that little arm that comes up, and it and it picks up the tube, and it freezes it, and everything. That's a that's a sequence in the original Resident Evil Two. It's just in, instead of being this liquid, it's a um, like a spark plug. It's like a fuse, um, and uh, it's this long drawn out cutscene of the arm moving up, picking it up, moving over, dropping it in the thing, then pulling it back out and dropping it in the other thing. And like it's so dumb and weird, but that like. I remember being a kid and using that, how long that cutscene was to like, like kind of take a break, like stretch my fingers and like take a sip of my, my cola or something. It's like, I don't know, it's just really charming to me to see that recreated because I wasn't expecting it. 
Well, what I appreciated is how Leon was patched up properly this time. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't just have a white bandage over top of his armor. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. And I, I did like how they gave, how Annette looked and sounded. Like, oh, yeah, Annette was great. She, oh, yeah. She, she was just... She was dirty and greasy and kind of a little bit crazy, and I loved it. Yeah, I was I like, yeah this, is, this is how she should be acting. Her husband just infected himself, and you have yeah. to stop him, but then you don't want to kill him. And- I, I thought every performance was really good. All the all the voice acting and mm-hmm. the, the, the mocap was tremendous. Um, and special... Oh, oh. oh you go, can we please talk about? Can we please talk about, um, what's his name, Ben, getting fucked up. Oh, he got, so he got, what, what's, hard. what's the dude's name from Game of Thrones? <laughs> um, uh, it got crushed. Um, yeah. By the mountain, right? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's like the big twist that you think he's going to win the fight and then he loses it spectacularly. Um, but yeah, no, Ben Bertolucci, uh, I was sorry he didn't get more screen time because I think he's an interesting character, but, um, I, 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 I love his dad. Hey, human! <laughs> and then uh and then Mr. X just pops him like kernels. It's it was incredible. I couldn't stop laughing cuz he's got dragged up the wall. Great camera work cuz the camera follows the arm. Yeah. Woo. That was funny. Uh, it was great. Um something I really appreciate though and special shout out to 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 a voice actor that uh is one of only two that I'm aware of that are reprising their role. Um is a uh, T.J. Rotolo from Dead Rising is playing William Birkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And uh, he's previously played Birkin in both of the Chronicles games on Wii. Um, and I thought, I mean, he only has a couple lines of, like, intelligible dialogue. But I really liked that performance. Like, you're not taking anything! Like, there's, it's so desperate in his voice. It's like, man, for only having, like, six lines, he did a really good job. <laughs> He's really trying to get back into uh, Capcom's good graces for the next yeah. uh, Dead Rising reboot. Oh, please, Just don't <laughs> don't even put a number. Make it so that we can skip four and not feel anything. <laughs> but um, uh, there was something else I was I really didn't like. I don't understand why they took away Ada's sensible shoes. Why did they have to put her in high heels? She had sensible shoes and pants in the original game because she's she secret has, like, agent. Lingerie. FBI. Secret <laughs> agent girl. Secret agent girl. But I don't get it. I mean, she, I mean, I know that was her thing. But in two, I mean, she was still wearing a skirt, but then she had leggings and then tennis shoes or flats it is, on. It is very weird to me because um, Capcom's explanation for changing Claire Redfield's look was that they wanted it to be more realistic and less intrinsically. Uh, like sexualized. We're gonna but, make we're gonna make Ada go into a zombie problem in lingerie. Yeah, we're gonna make Ada go into a zombie problem with lingerie. We're gonna have Catherine Warren wearing like half the amount of clothes that she was in the original game. I don't understand the romper. Why didn't they just put her in her stupid dress again? Uh, and also for for Claire's uh, classic costume, let's just take her fucking shirt off. Yeah, why does she have sleeves? I don't. It's it's very. Where are the sleeves? Um. <sighs> But uh, no, I, I um, it is it is. I did a like her weird trench coat choice. though. Her trench coat and glasses were. Cool. I like yeah, the that, sunglasses um, at night was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like She's too too cool for school. <laughs> I like that she actually like took her coat off and like draped it over Leon when he was knocked out. That was a cute touch. 
Um, and a great explanation of putting her in the red dress. Um, <sighs> Unless, but her dress looked weird. It didn't look like a real she, dress. Maybe she was at a ball. Every pretty girl deserves a ball. Okay. And then I, the, I mean, if, know, if I recall, happened. I mean, who knows? Because the lore is a little different this time. But if I recall, the the explanation of why she's in the cocktail dress is that she was at a club when the outbreak broke out. I like, thought that, that was sense. Jill. See, that's the thing, is that Jill is also in this really revealing outfit that feel... Well, that, that's like, the thing... In, in, isn't it in the book, in the Nemesis book, they made her like she was at a club or something, and that's why she's wearing the tube top? From, from, from what I recall, she's just trying to wear as little clothes as possible so the zombies can't grab onto it. Uh. Um, but it's mostly, it's just like... I it, It's one of those things... Obviously, it'll be um, like an unlockable costume or something, but that costume really needs to change for an RE3 remake. It is goofy yeah, as fuck looking. It is, it is dumb. And it's like, what, what did we didn't we talk about like a good idea? Like it could, she could just have like partial of like her uh, old uh, uniform. She can, wear, she can wear jeans and like a sweaty strap top or something. Yeah, Not a I um, top because that's really hard to keep up. It that, it's gonna fall down. Eventually. Yeah, without. Uh, yeah, the, Without yeah. without getting uh, too descriptive, if she's wearing the the original costume and she starts running, that top is not staying up. That's mm-hmm. what I just said. It's not staying. Yeah. So yeah, I think we talked about it in uh, one of the hangouts. But like her RPD costume modified, maybe she's just wearing jeans instead, and she has like a makeshift belt on. But her original shirt, just without the big old puffy you know shoulder yeah. pads and hat, that could work pretty well. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I recently posted. Fans have started doing. Um, like fan concept designs for what things could look like in RE3 remake. And there was one I really dug that was, um, that Jill, uh, there's concept art of fan art, I should say of what nemesis could look like. Uh, and they, there was also fan art of what Jill could look like. And they had a cool idea where Jill was in like black business pants and a blue, um, like spaghetti strap shirt, but she had a white shirt over top of that, and that like halfway through the game, just like Leon gets shot and Claire loses her jacket, that she'd take that white shirt off and tie it around her waist, waist mm. creating that same blue, white, black look from the original game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, it's like that. That would work. I'd be down with that. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? And like I said, the original costume is going to be an unlockable, regardless. Did you mm-hmm. find uh, the 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 Love story between Ada and Leon a little bit more believable. Oh, this yeah. version, or yeah. well, it, it actually has. They have chemistry now. I mean, like they have that great mm-hmm. conversation when um, when Leon comes and and bandages up her leg, where it's like I didn't realize yeah. we were keeping score, and, and they're they're like so cute together. Um, and then they have the 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 kiss on the tram car, which both feels. It it, it feels like there's a natural lead up to that. While also feeling at the same time, oh, Ada's obviously taking advantage of what a sweet guy Leon is. Yep. Um, that that feels a lot more believable to me than the original Resident Evil Two version of the kiss, which is Le- which is Ada dying in Leon's arms <laughs> and going, "I'm just a woman that fell in love with you," and then them mashing their little Lego faces together. Or even worse than that is the Dark Side Chronicles version, where Leon 
where they have no scenes together hardly at all. And then as Ada dies in Leon's arms, we switch to Leon's point of view to kiss her in first person, which made me feel so fucking gross and weird. I didn't play that, so uh, I have to look this up now. Uh, I just played it on our Facebook page, if you want to check that out. Okay. But, um, no, I thought... That's why this game's not a VR game. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought, in general, Leon and Ada's relationship felt more believable, and I can believe closer that Ada would be something that Leon has trouble letting go of. That that, that Especially that Ada lowers her gun at the end. I was so happy that they went with the Leon A version of Ada's death. Because um, I was because Leon B is where she gets punched in the fucking face by Mr. X. I, I um, do want to say, like, so in the original, correct me if I'm wrong, she falls into a black void, right? Yes. Okay, so this one, she falls a couple of miles. Oh, yeah. Wow, how'd she get out of that? <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing she has her grappling hook thing. You're supposed to yeah. you know, expect that she has it and somehow hooked onto something, but I was like, okay. That's, that is one... Guy. One thing. Oh, did, can you believe the people didn't know who gave Leon the torpedo? I th- a really? Rocket launcher, oh. excuse me. Yeah, there are people like so. Did she leave a note? She's even. She's on screen. No, she saw her. You saw her like part of her body. Yeah, and she, this makes us even. But yeah. there's still people who didn't realize it was Ada. Oh, they're which dumb. which mostly I'm just kind of like uh, Resident Evil Four or Six. What? Um, yeah, right. They, she does the same thing. I, I mean, it's okay, and also not to mention it's way more clear now than it was in the original game, where when she tosses down the rocket launcher, or if you're playing as Claire, she gives Claire the minigun. Uh, they ju- it's Ada's character model, and they just tur- turn the entire texture black, so she's yeah. just this black character model tossing you a weapon. <laughs> um, what did you guys feel about the the boss fights? Um, I, I, I got, I don't know, I got a little bit annoyed. It was just mainly just, they're dashing at you, they're large, and they can still hit you. It, it, I did not like the last fight in Claire's thing. I kept oh, dying yeah, so I, many times because I didn't realize I had to shoot him off the wall to fall uh, to the yeah. ground. And I didn't have enough ammo, apparently. The time yeah. would just run out. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? I, I'm using the Gatling gun. I've used all my shit. And he's still not dying. And then I finally figured out you have to shoot him off the wall. Yeah, yeah I ran I, out of ammo the first time I did that fight. But I was wondering like, if they're going to do that thing where Silent Hill 2 does it, where if you run out of ammo during a, a fight, it's like, okay, well, we'll end the boss fight a little sooner for you because you suck. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, my my nope. thing, my problem with that fight is that all the other variations of Birkin, it's really easy to tell how far along in the fight you are. Um, with with uh, G4, which is what that version is called, I don't fucking know. It's like, because you keep shooting the eyes and they just keep growing back, and they do yeah. slowly get red, but like the G three fight, you shoot them, they all pop, and then when they come back, they're red. You shoot them, and they all pop, and then you're in the final stage of the fight, and you kill them. But with this, I'm just like, what? Am I doing damage? Is he dying? It, it felt very. Um, to I don't want to relate anything else about this game to RE six, but it reminded me a lot of uh, fighting the Ustinok boss in Resident Evil six, where it's just like I don't know it, what parts of this are scripted or not. Yeah, like, I was like, well, can maybe I just dive, and then, like, a, a different weapon, like, from Ada or something, and then it didn't happen, I was like, okay, 
I'm not going to switch my difficulty mode now because I'm at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I but I got through it, so that's all that matters. I, I will say, though, I end. thought that the super tyrant fight was super satisfying. Um, I, I thought it was... Oh, a f- that fight was good. Yeah, I like that fight, and I love... Um, unless you're playing on hardcore, but I love uh, just the one rocket hitting him, and there being all the smoke, and I, I was expecting him to like be standing there and just more pissed off, and the smoke clears, mm-hmm. and it's just his fucking torso. Or, yeah. or just just his like waist. His it's torso's like, gone. His torso's it's gone. It's just like, oh! I did like... I did... Uh, we, didn't, we didn't really discuss this, but I am... Um... The new music was pretty good. I really liked oh, yeah. that, that music for that battle, but I did like the fact that we could go to the old soundtrack. I mean, that's that was switch, such. I mean, obviously it's DLC, and unless you pre-ordered, you have to pay for it, which is you know, oh well. But uh, I thought that was such a good call, and they should do the same thing for RE3. Just that original Resident Evil Two soundtrack is so iconic to those areas. I mean. So many people, including myself, have such a deep attachment to things like the front hall theme and the G theme. Um, oh, did you think the front hall was going to be safe? Oh, uh, yeah. I thought the front <laughs> hall was going to be safe, especially after, um, I don't know if you saw it, Croby uh, Cat or Crobe Cat. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, it's a YouTuber who does videos uh, picking apart gaming stuff he did a great video or i should say they i don't know what their gender is uh they did a great video on mass effect andromeda on no man's sky they did a video uh testing what can and cannot happen in the demo for re2 and there were all these things like that um they figured out uh they made the fuse spawn in the demo so they could open the gate back up um and the zombies would not enter the front hall and he's just like oh well i guess uh, I guess that's just not a thing that zombies can do. It's like, no, the demo just doesn't have that coding. They totally fucking can just wander out into the front hall. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I was, I was really impressed and terrified uh, the first time I ran in there. Because, like, Marvin, I got it. It's like, okay, you know, Marvin will turn and then I'll fight him. But running out there, and there's, like, fucking four of them. Just being like, oh, no, I... I came out here for safety. <laughs> when when X followed me in B scenario, I was like, "Oh no, no, oh sorry, uh, yeah, alternate A." But no, it's, yeah. it would be B. It would be yeah, B. Would be. Yeah, um, yeah, I was, I was, oh, no, I and, was like, uh, oh god, fuck you. And, and since we're talking about A B scenarios, um, I mentioned it earlier. I'll talk about it now. Uh, my sneaking conspiracy theorist uh, thought about the A B, or as it's now known, first and second scenarios. Um, I think they added that in about three months ago. Um, Because up until very recently, Capcom was very adamant that the game only had Leon and Claire. No AB, no nothing. Um, And that they they did that so that um, there would be less repetition and shit. Um, And then, in about mid-October, they started saying that they were working on something to expand replayability. Um, And they weren't sure if it was going to be done by the game's release, but but they were hoping that they could get it finished and that we'd look forward to it. Um, Game comes out, and we now have A-B scenarios, but they're like way less in-depth than the original A-B scenarios were, and the story doesn't change hardly at all. Yeah, that was Um, another kind of disappointment. And that's that's my conspiracy... Conspiracy theory uh, thought is that 
Uh, I think this was literally just they they saw the feedback from Resident Evil Seven saying that the game didn't have much replayability, and they went, "We've already recorded all the cutscenes and all of the dialogue. Let's use that and create like a remixed second scenario." Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they did. I think that the second scenario, the B scenario, is just something they created in, at the last second. Um, especially because the game was delayed a year. Uh, Capcom has said it was supposed to come out um, on the anniversary, but it got delayed for quality concerns. Oh, you remember how mad people were? Yeah. <laughs> they tweeted out, and it was nothing about like Resident as, Evil 2 Remake. As Miyamoto-san says, a delayed game is good eventually. A rushed game is bad forever. Yeah. Um, oh, um, what did you think about the orphanage Orphanage Ooh, was great and creepy. Uh, I love New Irons. Um, I love his voice because uh, in the original game he sounds, he looks and sounds like Mike Hagar from Final Fight. Um, he just, you know, I want to be left alone now. He is this very gruff. But the new, the new Irons, like, not to put too fine a point on it, he, like, I don't know, he like sounds like an incel or something. He has this really high kind of <laughs> nasally voice. <laughs> And I love, um, like, what a whiny bitch he is when he's chasing <laughs> Sherry. He's like, you little yeah. fucker, you'll regret that! Like, he, like, uh, like, like, Sherry's being so brave and badass, and Iron sounds like what you would expect the little Especially girl to Especially when he starts like. tripping over the kids' toys. Yeah! <laughs> it's just, oh, it was, it was such a great way to expand on a character who is creepy to begin with, and to make him creepy, so- but not in... Like, a, oh, he's, he's like, dominant and scary. It's like, no, he's scary because he's a worthless little shit. No, I was disappointed not to see the mayor's daughter on the desk. That she's, was, like, well, I mean, an iconic thing. On the desk in the main office, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say... Because that always, that always creeped me out because it's like, um, dude, there there is a beautiful woman dead on your desk and you're just sitting there with her. That, uh, that's the, little, come on. That is one one actual complaint I have. Like, we've talked about that, like, this could have been better, or, like, yeah, that wasn't explained quite so well. My one real complaint, which wasn't enough to take it down a notch, a number notch for me, but the closest thing I have to a real complaint is that a lot of this game's story feels like they just kind of expect you to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, Like, the main story beats are all there, like, you know, Leon and Claire and what they're doing, but, like, Catherine Warren has no explanation whatsoever. She's just a right. corpse. Whereas in the original game, there's this whole thing where Irons is explaining, you know, she was the mayor's daughter and I was supposed to, te- to protect her and failed horribly. But now it's, there's no explanation. There's no backstory. And all well, the there's notes... A, there's, note. there's a note. In the... In the main game? Yeah. Isn't there yeah. a note where he no, talks about... about... Yeah, he's, he says he's, he thinks he's going to come, that one. Oh well, like there's there's a note where he's talking about he's a serial killer that he's. Well, he's, no, he was talking about like how she's going to be his greatest, for a creation or whatever at some point. Well, that well, I think you're thinking. Sworn. I think he you're thinking a pig of or something. Well, okay, you're thinking. Yes, of two, you guys yes. are thinking of two different things. CJ, you're oh. thinking of in the main game. There's a diary that you find that's his hunting journal where he talks about hunting like a deer and a tiger, and then the last entry he's talking mm. about a pig. But all of the entries is like he's clearly ex- describing a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Whitney, you're thinking of because you just played it. Um, 
the runaway scenario for Ghost Survivors has a in-depth explanation of who Catherine Warren is and what the situation was that Irons lured her into his into the orphanage. No, no, I just wonder there was a her. note about him wanting to hunt humans. I figured that pig comment was hunting another cop. It was like a cop he was hunting, but there, I could have sworn there was something about a beautiful something's going to be his cre- greatest creation. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wish I took note of where it was. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have no doubt that there that there's something I might have just missed it. Um, but the the point that well, I was I making doubt that because you're like the RA Resident Evil person. Um, the, the uh. but the point that I was making is that um, a lot of the flavor text is missing. Um, the original Resident Evil Two had like a hundred and fifty little diary things, all of them going into various amounts of detail about how the RPD station fell. Like you find um, Iron Secretary's diaries all over the place that explain like how she's slowly starting to be afraid of Irons as as the the veneer of police chief is going away into what the true psychopath is, and yeah. all of that stuff is gone, and I don't know why it is. It seems like it seems like it would have been super easy just to leave all the, those diaries the same, but as far as I'm aware, the only diary that's still in from the original game is the operations report written by David Ford that's in the operations room. Um, the the one that's uh, right out that's in the room where you get the first map. Um, that's the only diary entry that's from the original game, and I find that really weird. Um, well, speaking of Runaway, um, I was very disappointed because I thought there was going to be some story to it, and there wasn't. It was yes. just mainly a gauntlet. And I just want to say their difficulty rating system is really wrong because that was not easy. Yes. I died uh, so many freaking times. It is not two star. It is like five star. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably write something up for the site, but um, uh, admittedly, Ghost Survivors is free. And free is a price I'm always willing to pay, unless it's yes. like getting shot or something. But um, uh, you know, I'm always up for free content. But in comparison to things like Not a Hero, which was also free, I did not really like Ghost Survivors that much. Um, I thought it was kind of dull, lazy. Um, and oh, can you survive the swarm of new enemies yeah, coming at you? It feels a lot like. I know I was mostly disappointed because I really like Fourth Survivor, um, which on a surface level that's what these are. These are just more Fourth Survivor levels. But Fourth Survivor I really enjoyed because, like I was saying earlier, it's like a puzzle that the whole thing is this um, figuring out very because each enemy has this really specific pattern that they follow that they're all situated in, in the rooms in specific ways so that their AI only has one or two ways that they can possibly react. And you have to maneuver around them. You have to weigh, you know, okay, I need to use this gun here, but here I can run around them. And my favorite thing, I talked about it on the site in my guide, is Mr. X shows up about halfway through the fourth survivor and uh, he will teleport in front of you after a certain point which is this huge, like, oh my Jesus! But, if you hang back and let him follow you closely, he will not teleport. 
And that's the kind of shit I'm talking about, like, that you're learning the weird rules of this, and that eventually you get so good at it that you can beat it in a matter of minutes. Whereas the Ghost Survivors, all of them have this weird level of randomization to it, where, like, we talked about it before we started recording, but the Paleheads sometimes just don't react to the the heavy ammo. Um, uh, the the spawning of the, the zombie dogs in front of the orphanage always seems to be different. Um, the patterns that the zombies take, the paths that they walk always seem to be different. And it's really difficult to prepare for that. All Because like I was saying with Code Veronica, everything that Resident Evil 2 Remake has taught me about its game design doesn't apply really to Ghost Survivors and specifically to Runaway. And I found that really frustrating and not fun, especially considering that we have these little vending machine things that um, each vending machine has three items and you have you can only pick one item. Because um, I guess you only have a handful of quarters um, for the vending machine selling magnums and grenades. But um, the, the, the vending machines offer you these three items and that gives the impression that like, oh, well, I can play it my way. You can't. The game is still very specific about the things you're supposed to do. In Runaway... It's going to be almost impossible for you to survive the final section in the RPD jail cells if you didn't get the grenade from the very first. Um, oh, I didn't uh, take. The, I never took the grenade. I always took the um, the the heavy ammo. Oh, I always took the heavy ammo too, and then I just I end up using it on the next couple of paleheads and get totally fucked by the time that I got to the RPD building. I did a brute force thing. I got through. <laughs> oh man, you're you're better at it than me. Cause good God, it took me like it's on. Well, did you wait? Did you go? Um, I went along the outside to the little the little capsule thing at the end, and then they all came towards me. I just made a brute force like run to the cell, and then I went. Uh, I didn't go through the middle. I um I what I did at the very end where we're at the jail cell is. I walked in and I let uh, you know all the gates open and I let as many of the enemies come towards me as possible and then I just threw a grenade and it either killed a lunch a bunch of them or at least knocked them down and then I just ran past them all. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I don't know I, I'm very underwhelmed by the DLC especially cuz the first thing we knew about it was they they told us about the story that these are these are stories of characters that did not survive and these are what ifs like what would happen if these characters did survive and that's literally it that that explanation is as much story as there actually is in the DLC um and on top of that the what if aspect doesn't even make a whole lot of sense for runaway it does cuz Catherine Warren is dead no matter what you do. So this is a very clear fantasy that like that she gets a knife and she kills Irons before he kills her and she runs away with her boyfriend. But like nothing's to say that Kendo that that couldn't have happened to Kendo. I, I like we don't see Kendo die and we only hear one gunshot from his little shack. Nothing directly contradicts this. And the soldier one I am especially mystified by because the ending of that completely does away with the whole fucking point of it being a what-if scenario. It's very strange. I don't... The whole thing feels very slapdash and put together very quickly, because the only things that are new about it is we have the Paleheads, which are a completely new uh, character model. Um, 
but I can see that just being a thing that they had already had created and just left out of the main game and used here. There's the poison zombies, which are just regular-ass zombies, but with a purple particle effect around their head. And the armored zombies, which are, again, just regular-ass zombies, but now with armor on them. And that's literally it for new content in this thing. Mm. Um, aside from, you, you unlock all these goofy masks. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if I... I, I, I'm, I don't know if it's spoilers, but there's a secret fourth um, uh, chapter for Ghost Survivors. And yeah, people are tweeting about it. It's not yeah, it's, secret it, anymore. You, you play as the, as the sheriff that, that eats shit at the beginning of the game. Um <gasps> It, you, it's an alternate scenario where Leon doesn't distract him and gets his ass killed. Um, does, does Leon appear? No, it's it's as it, it's. Uh, what if Leon was ten minutes late to the gas station too? Um, that the, the sheriff manages to just shoot the zombie that kills him in the main game. But it's bizarre to me that this isn't something that they talked about because it's far and away the best part of the DLC. It's just this little horde mode where you're in that front area of the gas station like the oh, cool. like when, like at the very beginning of the game and uh and zombies come in in waves from there's three doors there's the main entrance there's the side door that you come through after you've killed your first zombie and there's the door to like the back area that you go through before you meet your first zombie and each one of those doors will open up and like three or four zombies will come out each time and the and it uses the same backpack mechanic that the main Ghost Survivor um, chapters have, where some zombies will spawn wearing a backpack, and when you kill them, you can take items out of it. And some of these items are like first or, or, or um, herbs, flashbangs. But then the more the deeper you go, it's like shotguns and the spark shot. And at one point, it's a fucking rocket launcher, and that was <clears throat> really fun. It was this fun, engaging. Um, horde mode thing and I'm just sitting here like why not scrap all the story aspects scrap all the um, fourth survivor gauntlet shit and just take like four or five maps like this like, like the gas station make it like the front hall or like one of the main areas in the labs or something areas that are like this that are like little hubs and just make a new mercenaries mode and have there be multiple characters you can choose from that each have their own loadouts that would be awesome and ten times better than the actual Ghost Survivors DLC. Um, again, it's free, so maybe it's super entitled to complain about it because it's free. But compared to previous free shit we've gotten, I thought Not a Hero was awesome. I think this is kind of lame. Yeah, I was. I was disappointed. I was so excited, and then I got home and I tried. To uh, this is not what that was. I think I'm more excited about the 1998 character models. Those are great. I love those character models. I've been playing Claire with them. Claire has sleeves. Claire has sleeves, sleeves again. Um, it's it's really funny because obviously these are these are the original 1998 character models, but they're at the highest resolution they could possibly be. Yeah, they look so wonderful. They they yeah they legitimately look better than they ha ever have. Um, Especially their faces. Their faces actually are kind of fascinating in a way. Because in the original Resident Evil 2, on a CRT monitor, you could barely see them. But now actually being able to see the art on their face, the like the drawing, for lack of a better way to put it, there's like so much weird artistry put into it that they're like... 
that they're having to create form out of just creating shadows and shit. Cause like they don't actually have a mouth. So they have to kind of paint the shape of a mouth with shadows. Um, it's really cool, but there is the weirdness that, um, those character models aren't the same shape or size as the new Leon and Claire. And so they kind of come apart in weird ways. Um, when you aim with any weapon as Claire, her arm literally comes completely off her shoulder um, oh. And when they turn their heads, their um, their necks like collapse in on themselves. It's fucking hilarious. Um, and cutscenes are the best thing in the world, especially if they're interacting with another <laughs> character. Like uh, I uh, like last night, it was the end of the game, and Annette and Claire were uh, Annette had just shot William, and they were having that conversation like, "Why did you call him William?" And it was so funny because Annette is having this big dramatic dialogue and it cuts back to Claire's stupid fucking polygonal <laughs> face just staring blankly at her and her mouth doesn't move so the voice is just coming from nowhere and it gives the impression that there's just this weird Lego person staring at her. It's so funny. Um, uh, it's going to be fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's been about an hour, but... Uh, I think suffice it to say, we all really loved this game. Yeah, um, I loved it. Uh, you know, I, I've said it a lot of the, on the site, um, but you know, I, I'm more than just a Resident Evil fan. I'm a huge Capcom fan. Capcom was a huge part of my introduction to gaming. I mean, like even before I played games, I, I loved Mega Man. I, I watched the cartoon. I had those little Japanese toys where you had to cut them out of the grid and like put them together. Um, I used to collect the Mega Man toys of that. Um, and one of my very first video games ever was uh, Zelda Oracle of Ages, which Capcom actually developed. And I got, and that led me into like, wow, that Capcom logo means quality. That means a thing I like. So I kept, you know, as a little kid, I kept seeking out shit that had that Capcom stamp on it. And everything I played, I'd like more than the next thing. And I got super into Marvel vs. Capcom and weird shit like Power Stone and Darkstalkers, um, or Darksiders. And, um,. Uh, and it was really fucking depressing that for like most of last gen, their games sucked mm -hmm. that like, it was either, it was either like just kind of weird and crummy, like, um, like resident evil, how it was like kind of bouncing back and forth between like resident evil five is a good game, but it's not really a good resident evil game. And resident evil six, which isn't really a good game, no matter what you do with it. And then, like, Lost Planet was really clearly, like, it had, it, like, it started good, but then Lost Planet 3 was kind of bad and dumb. Um, yeah. And then this generation kind of started that way, too. I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is awful. Dead Rising 4 is awful. But then suddenly it's like, Monster Hunter World's really good. Resident Evil 7's really good. Resident Evil 2 Remake is fucking incredible. <laughs> it's like, it, it feels, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to encourage the kind of, um, Capcom shill shit that we get because I will absolutely you want me to talk about a bad Capcom game I will talk the fuck out of it Dead Rising 4 is dog shit and I will say that to the end of my days Dead Rising 4 um, the last uh, Marvel vs. Capcom those are failings and yes. they have they have since you know shown that they can make some damn good oh, games and they have it I, is... I have to ask I have to ask you though um, since we were talking about Resident Evil 3 being remade, yes. what would you say to 4 being remade? No, I don't I don't, I don't think it needs it. I mean, if they wanted to, sure. Um, but would I you think... Be, would you be excited or would you be like, no, don't touch be, greatness? Um, I no, would I'd be, be like, that's interesting. I mean, I would be excited to see how they could expand on it. 
Um, I've always thought it would be great to, I mean, not even remake it, but I think it would be awesome to just do like a little standalone game that was like, what was Lewis doing? Lewis is doing shit while Leon's running around. We just don't he see it. He was just being fabulous. He's being himself. fabulous. Yeah. Checking out all the ladies' ballistics. Oh, um, that said, now that I think about it, the castle environments with the RE engine. Ooh. Yeah. The lighting was well, the, great. So this is, this is a thing I talked about um, again in that what's next for Resident Evil. Um, I, I don't think RE4 needs a remake. If it's something that they wanted to do, go for it. I'd play it. I'd probably like it. But I think Resident Evil 4, for now at the very least, is fine the way it is. It's a very good game. And I oh, think wait, that... Did the HD thing get finished by the, the fan-made HD? I think it's almost finished. It's, it's yeah. like 75% okay. done. The only thing missing is some of the character model textures. Yeah. That's it. Um, That's been years in the making. I oh, yeah. And those, those guys are kicking ass. Um, and I need to figure out how to download and install it because I'm very bad at mods. Um, but it, it, I've read the description. I like it says how to do it. I'm like, I don't. What? Yeah, yeah. I know some of these words. Um, well, maybe CJ can help you. Maybe he can. Maybe he can be lovely maybe. and help me. But uh, something <laughs> I would love to do, love to see now that they have RE Engine up and running and it looks gorgeous, and we are now clearly getting classic survival horror. I don't think that that should mean that there isn't room for the weird action shit. Not in the numbered games, for sure. I want the numbered games to stay like RE7, or at best, at RE2 Remake. But just because I think that's how the main series should be, I don't think they should completely drop the action shit entirely. I mean, Revelations was always still kind of leaning towards action. And especially now with RE Engine, I think it would be an amazing idea to put out another standalone Mercenaries game to recreate the best maps from the mercenaries of from four, five, six, you know, add in new maps from Resident Evil to remake Resident Evil three remake, um, you know, what have you, uh, have a shit ton of characters, Leon, Claire, Chris, Hunk, Wesker, Jill, everybody, Krauser, weird characters, fucking throw tofu in there. Why not? Um, throw Frank West in there. Why not? Just make it a big, big, big celebration of the best aspects of, the of the action games no story no nothing just a really fun multiplayer shooter for like 30 40 bucks and i think people would eat that up because it, it's not taking away from the numbered games it's not taking away from the survival, survival horror as much as i don't like re6 mercenaries in that game was fun as shit i would love to see that stuff get its own light that doesn't have to conflict directly with the horror shit and that would give us a chance to see things like RE4's village or the RE4's castle in RE Engine. See things like the mansion in RE Engine. You know, I, I I would love to see something like that. Who knows? Capcom is kind of a blank slate at the moment as to what's next. We do know that there is at least one new Resident Evil thing ha happening other than RE8. That's probably also not RE3 Remake. I suspect that we are getting RE3 Remake, RE8, and then something else. If that's Revelations 3 or who knows, who knows? Um, Give us a dedicated VR game. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's go with, uh, I think a dude's name is BioVR on Twitter that just uh -huh. makes these random posts about, oh, we're, we're getting a, a Resident Evil VR game for PSVR. Motherfucker, PS4 is done in a year. <laughs> um... But, uh, yeah, I, I suffice it to say, I think Resident Evil has a super bright future ahead of it. 
if they stay on this course. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I am overjoyed to be back home. Uh, and, and like I was saying with Capcom, it's, it's good. It feels good to be, to have that 2005, 2004 mentality of Cap God, man. Good <laughs> shit. But, uh, unless you guys have Yay. anything else to talk about, uh, no. Yeah. Really. Uh, thank you all for listening. Of course, this has, uh, been a, this has been a pre-recorded broadcast from the Reliant Horror Network. Uh, you can visit us on ReliantHorror.com, uh, where we do daily horror game news, reviews, previews, and more. And, uh, of course, if you really like us, you can kick a buck our way on Patreon. Uh, just a dollar a month gets you access to our movie commentary, ad-free browsing on the site, uh, and also our love, um, mm-hmm. which is the true gift. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to bring this show back to you know bi-weekly, we have a hidden uh goal on patreon uh if we make enough money on patreon a month that can justify you know us getting together uh every few weekends to put a show together and edit it uh you know maybe if we get i'm thinking four hundred dollars a month on patreon be fucking awesome you could pay you know pay side expenses pay the staff better for writing and And, then and and again don't for anybody listening don't think of that as like us being like oh maybe we can get rich honest to goodness we just want to be able to make better shit for you guys we want to be able to make the site better. We want to be able to create more content for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it as it is. We do our best with what we got, but we'd like to mm-hmm. do more. Um, and right. definitely with these podcasts and st- shit, you know, don't think this is just us pontificating at you. I'd, I'd love to go back to the Google Hangout things that we were doing. Send us questions. Talk to us. We I live for this shit, man. I'll, it, whatever you want to engage with, I will engage with you. I'm already married, but I will engage talk with us, you. Talk to us on Twitter too. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Sissel the Cat. I'm at CJ Melendez underscore. I'm at uh, at Kemi underscore Row. C H E M I underscore. Yeah, I mean, just just hit us up, man. We're, we we are we love we do this because we love horror games, and we know that you do too. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's what's the line that I had DC Douglas say? Um, make, horror make horror grow, grow together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it started to become like George Takei. Oh my! <laughs> um, fun fact before we go about George Takei voice. Um, <clears throat> everybody has the George Takei like. Oh my! If you change his cadence just slightly, if you change George Takei's voice just slightly. All of a sudden, you find yourself becoming Rod Serling, introducing you to the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye.